The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. Wow. Jump the gun there a bit, are we? Yeah. Um, so, hey, man, it's the new year. We've got to. Yeah, but uh, we're recording this before the new year. Oh, dude, you just pulled back the curtain. Uh-huh. I don't think people mind. I have light here. But so, yeah, uh, Christmas, all the all the major holidays, year end holidays now over. Um, so you're unhappy? No, I did. Actually, no. I'm, this year didn't very seem didn't very seem didn't seem very uh, winter like. Well, I never was in California, except for that one year where it snowed. Yeah, but we were actually. It snows every year in California. But it snowed where it doesn't usually snow. Oh, you mean out in Huntington Beach? It was like the low. Yeah, well, Huntington Beach and also the low desert as well. It doesn't usually snow in the low, does it? I think it does. It doesn't snow in Huntington Beach. Yeah. That was, what, three years ago, was it? Was it that long ago? I think so. Anyway. So we're uh, we're instituting a, a new plan, or a new segment. A new segment. The Thought of the Week. Do you have one? I had one put in just, to, just in case you didn't have one, but now i got to think of another one for next week. Uh, well, my thought of the week is uh, don't retire. Because what the hell are you going to do when you retire? Well, no. My thought of the week is if you're going to retire, you better have some shit to do. To get up to do. Because people talk about retirement all the time. But it's like, you know, if you're not busy and you don't have anything to do, then why retire? Okay. This thought of the week brought to you by... Uh... Our future sponsor. Somebody. Geritol, maybe? I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what is Geritol? It's, um, it's something to do it's, with it's geriatric. A, it's, oh. it's old people vitamins, I think. Uh, no, it's not going to be Geritol. Maybe in 10 years. Okay. But if you want, we could just expand on the thought of the week. Okay. Or talk about something else. I don't really mind. All right. So what, what brought on this, this thing? Was it because of your idea of a sense of purpose or? No, it's because I, it's because I've been reading this, this book. It's actually by this guy, the thought, it, it was this guy, Charles Handy. And I don't agree with, I don't even know if the dude's still alive. It was a book that my, my aunt and uncle gave me many years ago that I finally started reading over the holidays. And it was, it was his thought. But it got me to thinking, because a lot of people talk about working for retirement, right? And I'm like, well, if you're going to that's all very well to talk about retirement, but what are you going to do in your retirement? Well, that just keeps on going to the whole idea of uh, idle hands being the devil's workshop, mm-hmm. I think. And um, I agree with that. I mean, because, you know, when you have very little to do, you tend to, uh, you tend to go a little stir crazy. 
which is which what which is what brought on my my idea of like um i think it's highly illogical to believe in fate and then also believe that you can what's the word i'm looking for influence influence your own destiny yeah i think that's highly illogical but many of us me included still kind of buy into that but when you think about it it's pretty illogical like how can you believe in fate and think you can change it or determine it well isn't that like wanting to have your cake and eat it too that expression is very meaningless um it's i think it's the idea of it's a scary thought the idea that you're not in charge of your own fate why is that scary to you because that means that like if there's things you want to achieve you know everything we're taught like you know have goals go after those goals try and get to that thing that you want to do whatever it is if in your if it's all fate right your 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 philosophy if it's all fate then it doesn't really matter what you do yeah that's a scary thought but in the things that we're taught we're never taught work through your goals do all this because they will happen well actually no that's like the the last piece like all the all the self-help books and all those guys that are probably making millions of dollars like peddling these ideas that's that's part of it that's part of the self-help mantra is that you can do it you can make it happen yeah, but my, my my whole point is it's only going to happen if it's supposed to happen. You can work like crazy. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Now, that might be true. but it, it, It's not that might be true. It is true. It's hard to sell that, though. Well, no one wants to buy that because no one is a... As, as much as we like to think that we're rational beings and that we, um, you know, we are above all the other animals on the earth and all that stuff... We're not. <laughs> we're not that rational. If we were rational, we would say, okay. See, the whole, I, I don't believe that you should just not bother because I'll use the example that you hate the most. Like, everybody's going to die. So, taking, taking your, your sentiment to the extreme of why bother, you know, maybe we should all just kind of off ourselves because it's going to happen anyway. But that's not the point. The destination is not the point. In my mind, I love road trips. I don't love road trips. I, I love road trips, but they are a pretty inefficient way to travel. Yeah. These days. Yeah. But the point of the road trip is not to get where you're going to. It's the getting there. It's the, it's the fun you have getting there. I've gone on road trips to to various vacation spots with a uh, with a friend right after uh, right after I took my law school entrance exams, and. Um, it was a fun trip. But the getting, once you got there, it was kind of like... We didn't we didn't get there because he was having car troubles. And so, you know, <laughs> we turned around three quarters away. Oh. But that trip was fun. So it wasn't about the destination. Well, we never got to our destination. What was the destination supposed to be? Santa Cruz. And you never got to Santa Cruz? Yeah, from from, from Missouri. We we're going to go to Santa Cruz because I just, I just finished watching Pulp Fiction for like the third or fourth time. Uh-huh. And I love this. I love the. I love UC Santa Cruz's um, mascot. It's a banana slug. So it's a it's a banana slug with glasses holding a book. What does that go to the Pulp Fiction? 
one of the guys, one of the characters, and I think I think the I think uh, John Travolta was wearing it after they had they bloodied themselves. Oh, oh so they needed some clothes. Shit. And I just like that T-shirt. Shit, that's. Uh, I would have failed that on my uh, on my Pulp Fiction trivia quiz. So I thought it would be fun to just get one of those T-shirts. Did Quentin Tarantino go to UC Santa Cruz? I, have no, I don't even think he went to college. But that was the whole point of the trip. So, you know, it's a long trip from St. Louis, Missouri, to to Santa Cruz, California. Yeah. So along the way, we went to uh, we hit all the spots. We were like uh, Grand Canyon, right? No, uh, we went to. Was that uh, a different trip. That was a different trip. We went to um, we went to South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana. You know, saw all the the big sky places. Saw you know, got my uh, got my you know, took pictures in front of like the Crazy Horse Memorial, Mount Rushmore, Devil's Tower. You know, all those the the Black Hills. All the places I haven't been. Um, the Badlands of South Dakota. None of this was planned. We just decided to hit those spots since it was on the way. And then close uh, close to the end, I guess uh, his he, he didn't know his brake pads were worn out. Oh. And so uh, the brake pads on the front were just kind of grinding. And, you know, he was a little unhappy about that. And I was just like, okay, well, just turn around. Fuck it. I don't care. So you didn't fix the brakes? Well, he probably fixed them after we got back. Huh. But it's probably a good thing. You probably still had mountains in front of you. All the hard stuff was over. Um, so you could have made it definitely and gotten the brake pads fixed in Santa Cruz or somewhere along the way yeah but so my whole point about the 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 working hard yeah I think yeah you have to work hard as I've said before towards you know it's good to have goals and work towards them but my life to me is a very concrete example of that means it's going to happen you know as much as I gripe and moan about my life my big disappointment is the fact that my my gambles didn't pay off. You know, and they weren't really gambles. I was working towards certain goals, and those goals didn't pay off. They didn't happen. I didn't even come close. <laughs> but, you know, that's my big beef about it. And as I see other people's lives, it, it really becomes a choice of whether you have that type of professional success or have good relationships with with a, with a small number of people. Yeah. You know, your family. Couple, oh, and you think professional success detracts from that? Well, yes, they do. And especially for a person like me, who is all or nothing. I, I, I was talking to you earlier today about we're both pretty similar in that we're kind of kind of guys or can be. You know, we're really, we're really, we're really nice people. Yeah. But... The biggest difference that I see between you and me is that I'm way meaner than you are, like, and petty. So, and because oh, I don't know, I think I can be pretty petty. Yeah, but but because I'm a it's not a competition, but because I'm an all or nothing type of person, you know, <coughs> I'm all I'm all really great, nice person, or I'm total asshole. But you're right, you're generally only an asshole if someone's an asshole to you, though. Yeah, well, they don't see it that way. I, you know... I I mean, it's not like you're an asshole just out of the blue. I, yeah, but people don't see it that way. And if you, if you have no prior history with me, and you're a jerk, 
then the only part of me that you're going to see is me being a bigger jerk than you. Didn't you tell me a story where you were <clears throat> you were waiting on a light and you you couldn't go right because it was just a it was an arrow or a straight. Yeah, and there was no right, no right on on red. No right times. on red. So you're sitting there, and the guy behind you is sitting on his horn. Right. You got nowhere to go. Well, as a cab driver, he wants me to turn right. Yeah. And you're waiting to go straight. Or no, you're waiting to turn, but you couldn't because it's no right on. Well, I could. Right, but it would have been illegal. Yeah. So he's sitting on his horn. Yeah. And would you did nothing? Yeah. In fact, I did nothing till after the light turned. Right. And I sat through another red light. And pissed off him and probably the 10 or 15 other people behind him. So, you know, am I proud of that? No, I'm just telling you that's the way I am. Yeah. And people don't believe that, especially women. You know, I will tell women, look, this is the way I am. And I'm telling you this now while we're rational and calm. Because when that happens, I only see one color and that's red. And when I see red, all I want to do is destroy what's ever in front of me. And if you happen to be there. You're going to witness it. Yeah. And to a person, nobody believes it until it happens. I've seen it. I need a couple of times. Well, I try to, I, because I know that about myself, I try to keep myself from getting into situations. I start with the guy that, um, uh, the, yeah. the guy in the, you, the, the big truck yeah. that was, uh, that took it upon himself to just tailgate us and chase us and then get off when we got off. And yeah. And he, he looked like he wanted to go. Yeah. But then he really didn't. Well, I didn't care. I could have been shot. But if I had been, he would have been hurt worse than I would. Yeah. Because like my... I have oh, very... Just for, for those of you wondering, um, Dave was like, let's go then. And the guy took off. Well, I got out of the car. <laughs> walked up to his. Most people usually don't get out of their cars. Well, I got out of the car, I got up to his. And did I yell? I can't remember. Yes. Okay. You're so like, you're like, you want to go then? Let's go. Come on right now. And the dude was like, <laughs> and the funny thing is he had a kid in the car. Yeah. I mean, he was a psycho to begin with. Um, but you know, like I, there, there are many things that I really like. And, uh, the one scene out of the, out of the one line from the big red one is one of my favorites. I forget which character it is, but, you know, he gets shot. And he, he, he shoots another German guy and in his, with his dying breath. The only thing he says to his buddies is, did I, did, I, did I get him? Did I kill that son of a bitch that killed me? And for some reason, that, that Jeff, I'm like, you know what? That's, that's the way. That's right. But that... Uh, that is not in line that I would remember. But the, uh, the, the adage, the adage um, I think, was tailor-made for a personality like me. You know, no better friend, no worse enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're also like an elephant, too. Well, people don't need to know how fat I am. <laughs> no, I was actually referring to your... Um, My memory? Yes. But... You'll like, you're, you're like remember some shit from 18 years ago and be like, remember that time you... Well, I carry a grudge. Remember that thing you said? That stupid thing you said? <laughs> I do carry a grudge. You gotta spend money to make money. Dude, you make me sound like some kind of weird Sicilian. <sighs> You just like never let me forget some of the, some of the stupid stuff I've said in the past. Well, you can do the same to me, and I have no leg to stand but on. But I don't remember. Well, that's that's not really my problem, though. Is this true? But so yeah, yeah. So going back to the whole the thing uh, about about the the goals and and fate and stuff, and this is a rehash, I know. But 
Yeah, it's not the getting there is not there is not the point. It's 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 getting there, how you get there, what you do to get there. Okay. That really illuminates stuff about you. Yeah. You know, getting there at all costs. Do you want to be around a person like that? I personally do not. Do you want to be a person like that? I personally do not. Getting there at all costs? Yeah. Yeah. And I think most people don't want to be that person because there are so many people who once they got there, they really want to change their their, their story. Of what they did to get there. Yeah. They got there through perseverance and hard work and just tenacity. Nobody, nobody does like the interview and says, oh, I just fucked out a lot of people over. Uh-huh. Like my friends, family, business partners. And so... Everybody. Right. And so... Or I did some like dirty shit. Which you kind of got to do to get anywhere, really. Especially in a society. That's a that's another sad truth, but there it is. So knowing knowing about myself and the how I am, um, I know that if I had gotten or getting any taste of professional success, I I would probably have fewer quality relationships. Yeah, actually, I probably have none. Just be you and your work. Well, no, I I'd probably have you know. Uh, wife, ex-wives, children, mistresses, all that shit. Right. And every last one of them would probably hate me. And I wouldn't care. Because I got nothing, and I know a lot of people hate me, and I still don't care. So, you know. So if you had a whole lot of verve, you'd care even less. Yeah. If I had a whole lot of verve, I'd think it was all me. And I would care even less. I would think that I am like, you know, Gilgamesh at the very least. Gilgamesh was a demigod. Was he? Yeah. So if I weren't God, <laughs> I would be at wait, least... Wait, what? Was he Greek? Gilgamesh? Babylonian. Yeah. What did he do? Uh, it was an epic... It's just an epic myth. Gilgamesh is this... Uh, he's a... I forget because I, I wasn't paying that much attention. Sorry, man. I'm not really up on my Babylonian mytholo- mythology. It was a it was a class. It wasn't Babylonian mythology. It was a class. You know, ancient civilizations. Okay. And uh, because my my university decided that well, all universities have that. You have the uh, you have like uh, your core your your classes for your major or your mm-hmm. paper, uh, and then you have to because they wanted well rounded people, you had to take. Other I don't things. think all universities have the real well-rounded stuff they should have anymore, actually. So I had all the math requirements, like, you know, tied up. This is how stupid I am, right? Remember I told you how much I was like, I hate math, so I'm not going to do anything with math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did economics. And I majored in economics. Dumbass. <laughs> you didn't really think that one through, did you? Uh, well, you know, nothing, there's nothing dumber than a smart person. <laughs> So I had that. So, you know, I, I, I had to take some history classes for to, to get my AP credits from high school. I wish I'd done more history. Um, I took language, language classes. And philosophy. I should have done some philosophy. The mathematical philosophy or the... Not just regular philosophy, dude. I thought that was the regular philosophy. Oh, like logic and things? Yeah. I guess, I guess it is. Oh, what we now call philosophy. My father did that. He did logic and all that jazz. 
but he did math. He did a lot of a lot of math and hard science plus arts, a ton of arts, languages, history. Yeah, but like at school, he did. Oh, okay. He did everything. He went to a very very fancy uh, high school in New Zealand. New Zealand Eton. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Wanganui Collegiate. For all those people in New Zealand. He went back when it was just boys. Now it's co-ed, I think. Hmm. Yeah, but Collegiate, Wanganui Collegiate is still a very good school. You know, part of me kind of <laughs> thinks it's not a bad idea to have the sex-segregated education. Well, it would have been a much less of a distraction for me at high school, I can tell you that much. I just remembered a lot of, uh, not a lot of friends, but a couple of uh an acquaintance of mine who was dating uh, someone who lived on the same floor as me in college. Uh, her her boyfriend was like her high school sweetheart. Um, went to West Point, and he would come visit for various vacations and breaks. Uh-huh. And he was like, he was like, "There's no way I would pass if I went to a regular college." Yeah. <clears throat> I was like, "Why?" And then he told me, I was like, your whole life at West Point is regimented. You wake up at a certain time. You all go to breakfast at a certain time. You go to class at a certain time. There's time you got for, people telling you what to do. There's time for study. Yeah. Then you have, then there's the, the mandatory clubs. Yeah. And then there's time for study. Right. And then you have to go to bed. Right. And uh, then we then we met another guy who had, who had gone to West Point. And he was telling us how, like, uh, these, these kids, these guys that had been through this highly regimented structure when they get out into the army and they have to go through different schools now they're like you're an adult be there when you're supposed to be there and do Uh-oh. what you're supposed to do and a lot of people a lot of them fail those later army courses <laughs> i just remember like because i i grew up single parent household so i always had to do some cooking do my laundry all that stuff but there were there were i remember there were kids that they didn't know how to do fucking laundry i didn't know how to do laundry until i got to college how do you not know how to do laundry <laughs> I didn't have to do laundry, didn't have to cook. I knew all that shit. I didn't know that until I got to college. Well, well, I, I so you, you would say I still don't know how to cook, but... Uh, well, you don't. Hey, man, I made... I made. A, I did Christmas dinner. It was it was delicious. Wow, that counts as cooking. Paint by numbers does not count by... I did numbers. a roast with roast vegetables, green bean casserole. All right. It was I, Okay. The reason why I don't think that is cooking is because do you think do you put people like Jacques Louis David, the Impressionists, um, the Italian masters? If if I buy a paint, this is setup coming, it's not a setup coming. If I buy a paint by numbers coloring book essentially, and do this that, this is a setup. Is that art? Mm. No. So, cooking to me is creating. Right, you 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 have a, a bunch of ingredients, and you can make you something. Have an empty, easily empty. What? <laughs> you have the empty picture frame. <laughs> Why are you all of a sudden Inspector Clouseau? <sighs> You're making it like cooking is some kind of art form. Cooking's not an art form. It can be, but yes, I cook by numbers, and that's 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 fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Most people do a variation of cooking by numbers, whether they look at cookbooks or they use recipes that have been handed down. You know, I've never used a meat thermometer until last couple of weeks, but it makes a big difference. It's It makes stuff easier. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully we don't live in the Middle Ages. We might again. We could, because things can always change. That's another thing. I don't, well, actually, I don't know if I want to talk about that, but... Uh, 
How much time do we have? You're the one with the timer. Not much. So, new year, new format. Uh, hopefully some new friends. Yes. The goal is to meet more people. Well, that and have more people listen to us on on this platform. But, right. But it's Do we hard. want to meet people that listen to us, though? That's the question. I would like to meet everybody. Yeah. But the meeting new people part is... So if you want to meet us, you can meet us for 100 bucks. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that was the thing. That was the thing. That was the thing. <laughs> so I, one, of the, one of the potential business prospects that I was thinking of, you know, trying to use my strengths. Right. Um, unbeknownst, unintentionally, I basically act the way you act. Okay. When I meet someone, right? The way you act towards me is the way I act towards you. Okay. And so I thought, this is a stupid idea. It's still a stupid idea. But I was sitting there thinking, maybe I could charge people if they wanted to figure out what kind of person they were. Like, you know, am I a good person? Am I nice? Am I an asshole? Am I whatever? Yeah. They could just pay me. And we'd, and the, the beauty of this is is, is you'd have to, we'd have to spend a, a significant amount of time around each other. Right. And then that, you give them an assessment? No. They, they get their own assessment. It's, it's direct. It's direct feedback. Direct feedback. Right. Because... You're with me, and because anybody can sit there and hold it together for a first date or a second date or for a, you know, right. for a date. This is just so you can meet a woman, isn't it? I'm talking about anybody. Dudes, too. Okay. Right? So you pay or me. Man. We, you pay me, and we spend time together, right? How much time? You haven't figured it out yet. As much. It, it would probably take a few months. Okay. Shit. A few months, a couple hours a day, you know. Right. And I would only be able to afford like four or five clients. Which right. is, would be great, right? Right. So, but basically, you spend time with me, and you figure out what type of person you are just by the way you react to me. Okay. If you're if you're a decent person, you're gonna like hanging out with me because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be decent to you. Right. If you're a jerk, yeah. you're gonna hate me. But do you give them assessment at the end, or do they? Uh, that's the direct. That's the that's direct feedback. Yeah, because they're like, God, that guy's an asshole. Oh shit. Right. <laughs> When did you come up with this idea? Oh, this was a uh, this was a couple of days ago, uh, just before Christmas. I was just like, I need to figure out some ways to make more money. <laughs> and how much do you think people would pay for the service? Zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all the whole like you know I'm gonna follow my bliss and my bliss. It I turns out like this idea though. It turns out that my bliss is not very lucrative. Zero dollars. <laughs> I may be able to get a Pop-Tart out of it from somebody. I don't know. You're hopeless. But I just, right? Because, well, I was thinking about that. You know, uh, most people... people it's image. There are so many people with varying uh, ideas of who I am. And it's all really based on our interactions. Right. I've got friends that are just like, you know, ride or die friends. Yeah. And then there's the random person that gets me at the wrong time. There's a random stranger that acts like a jerk and, and gets full-on jerkiness back. Well, apparently there's people that listen that also find you a full-on jerk too. Oh. Or, or us together. Why remember the remember the troll? No. The troll. But I remember now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not happy. Well. They're not happy about us putting our stuff on the internet, apparently. Well, you get what you pay for. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Bob oh, has spoken. Bob Miley is calling. So uh, anyway, thanks for continuing to listen to us uh, be us. And uh, please continue and tell more people. Thanks for listening.